Welcome to Avarious Media. I'm Clyde, and this is episode 6. And today, we're going to talk about the perfect world. Now, if you remember the movie The Matrix, there was a scene with the Sentinel where he was talking to Neo about the perfect world and how they had tried to do a perfect world, but people were just dying. They were rejecting it. They just weren't having any of it. So it got me thinking... We got all this stuff going on right now. Okay, I'm not going to be specific about the stuff I mean, but I think it's pretty obvious. I was holding off on, like, stating my opinion on kind of like a public level because, honestly, I don't think it's helpful, and too much gets lost in translation. I've been all over the world when I was in the Navy, you know, and I have been fortunate enough to get exposed to... Uh, large number of cultures, continents, and uh, people, languages. And I've accepted the fact that sometimes differences are just going to remain differences. And there's really not a whole lot you can do to stop that. Cultures do things the way that they feel is right for them, just like we do what's right for us. Um... I will say that some cultures seem to be a little bit more put together than ours, but that's because they aren't the melting pot that we are. We're a melting pot of so many cultures. So when I say the perfect world, I guess you have to break it down into a bunch of things. One, is it possible that everybody around the world will get along? Mm, I'm going to go with big no on that. So having a utopia worldwide is probably not going to be a thing. So you got to ask yourself the next question. Could we do that in a country like ours in the United States? Could we have a utopia where everybody gets along? Ah, see now there's the interesting question. What creates divisiveness? What creates friction? What creates uh, that difference of opinion in people now you could say that uh you know economic status is a, a variable in this which yeah i mean fair enough some people there's the haves and the haves not have nots right some people have a lot of money some people have no money um i grew up in poverty you know grew up in trailer parks um i'm still alive um i i think in a lot of ways that when you grow up with nothing, you can sometimes lead a more enriched life because you learn how to do with less. Um, I would say that, unfortunately, as a result of that, once I did have stuff, I really wanted to have stuff because, I mean, when you first have money, it's like, whoa, ho, ho. So, I mean, imagine me being poor back then and suddenly being a millionaire to be like, yeah, that money would be gone in no time. I would be would have been 100% fiscally irresponsible. Okay, so back to the topic. Um, I think my idea of a perfect world, at least in the way I see it, would have to start at home. You'd have to start with a model that other people would want to emulate. Now, in the past, we have had something like that. Our... Was it our republic, our 
democratic republic. You know, we've uh, been a model for many places. We've done a lot of good. We've done a lot of bad. I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Um, we have a set of ideals that I would say a majority of Americans have and hold dear or some kind of patriotism. But where's the breakdown occur? I mean, there's a lot of movements. There's a lot of angst. There's a lot of all kinds of stuff going on that creates a division. Um, I mean, you got your political divisions for your parties. You've got your religious divisions. You've got your, I mean, your ethnic divisions. Oh, let's see. Economic divisions. Um, your chocolate divisions. I like chocolate. They don't. I'm lactose intolerant. I'm gluten intolerant. I'm this. I'm that. So... I won't eat meat. I will eat meat. I'm a vegetarian. I'm not a vegetarian. You know, it, it just the list goes on and on and on and on. And I think a big part of what happens is that people inherently want to disagree with one another in some way. Um, some people are worse than others with the whole need to have some form of moral superiority in their eyes because they strongly believe in their views and their viewpoints. Um, I strongly believe in my views and viewpoints, and I try to abridge them a little bit when I'm on here because I really don't, it's not my intention to uh, offend, or demean, or otherwise um, belittle people. Um, my stance and my viewpoint are my own and not necessarily shared by others. Um... Which is why I'm trying to stay clear of the big picture, or like, well, not the big picture, but the, the little parts that make up the big picture. I don't want to get too much in the specifics, because like I said, to me, it's all systematic, all a part of the whole, all of us. Um, there was a meme going around that I'm not really, and I'm not going to talk about that because it doesn't make any, it, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we're all people. Okay, I'm a person, you're a person. Um, I don't believe that anybody is, well, I would like to say I don't believe anybody is truly inherently bad, but I think we all have choices that we have to make. Um, I know that there's a lot of different, well, there's another one. Um, there's a lot of different mental states with people. Um, there are people that just, I would say, choose to be bad. Um, I know that there are some conditions that people are bad because they're bad. I don't know. I don't necessarily believe that every, not everything. Okay, hold on. Let me reword that. I don't necessarily believe that with, with a strict, I don't know, emulation or a mental discipline that you can't overcome just about anything. So my apologies for figuring out how to word that. I think that we have the capacity to overcome huge hurdles. And I think some of those hurdles are the differences that we have. I think some differences that we have people look at as weaknesses or as... 
um, status. I look at all of our differences as what makes us great, what makes us cool. I mean, that's, that's the best part about us is that we are different. We have the ability to be different where we live. You know, people shouldn't be targeting anybody because they're different. And I understand that culturally speaking, some of the stuff is relatively new. And some of the stuff really isn't. I think at the end of the day, it really comes down to sincerity. Being who you are because that's who you are. And I think as long as people can be compassionate and accepting and tolerant of things, that that's really all that matters. I mean, can't you be good to somebody that has a different viewpoint than you? Um, and that can apply to so many things. I mean, it's that's like the broad spectrum, biggest brush I can paint with. I'm different than you. Do my differences affect you or hurt you in any way? I would say if I was verbally attacking you or physically attacking you, then probably it would affect you. But if I'm a person and you're a person and I'm different, um, I mean, just as an example, maybe I have three legs or three arms or something like that, which I know is would be something definitely weird and interesting. But it would be something that over time people would kind of adjust to. They'd get used to seeing. And it wouldn't be as shocking. You know, I mean, at the same time, people should be understanding that some people have differences. You know, so there really shouldn't be any kind of thing. But I think the initial shock of, you know, an anatomical difference like that could be off-putting. But that doesn't mean it deserves ridicule. Um, I try to treat everybody the same, regardless of condition or anything, outward differences to my own. And the reason is, is because I find that people are people. And I really enjoy talking and, you know, communicating with people, all types of people. I mean, I still talk to people in several countries, and I really enjoy that. And it's it's interesting to hear how different things can be in other countries to my own. But at the same time, you could go three states over, and it's completely different. So experience and geographic location seem to be big drivers in a lot of movements. Um, I think that a lot of people have experienced something in their lives, you know, regardless of what the circumstance was. And I think that there's people that have experienced different things, you know, like I've experienced different things than you have. You've experienced different things than I have. We're the sum of our life experience, and not any of us have that same 100%, you know, life experience. And I think that that's cool because it gives us that pool to draw on. I think that uh, people have a tendency of feeling that they're correct in all things, you know, and... I can see it's hard sometimes to be like, wow, you know, that I could be wrong, you know, 
because you have your core values and you're very you're very sturdy on those that's your thing that's your foundation you don't want to have to give on that foundation but i don't think you need to necessarily give on the foundation of who you are but you have to be willing to accept differences you have to be willing to accept i don't know if criticism is the right word as long as it's constructive um but you have to accept the fact that maybe sometimes you're just wrong and you have to learn how to deal with that and that could be a very um difficult process to undertake for i think any normal person nobody wants to be told they're wrong um i guess it, it's all in the delivery i suppose so what makes a perfect world? You know, I went on this tangent because, well, that's what I do. I go on tangents because that's how my brain works. It's really hard to talk about the perfect world without going into the subtle nuances of everything that goes into the perfect world. I mean, I would love to see our planet go to pretty close to zero emissions. I think that'd be awesome, you know. Do I think the electric car is the be-all, end-all? No, but I do think it's a gateway to getting us there. Do I think that stopping what we're, going, what we're doing right now is going to stop the global changes that are occurring? No. I think it'll probably slow it down a little. Do I think we've contributed to it? Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, does, that's not what matters. We will find a way to adapt to anything that our planet throws at us. Barring extinction level events, and even that I think is kind of a uh, misnomer. I mean, they say extinction level events, but with technology the way it is in our ability to adapt, I can't say that the entire species would be extinct barring the entire planet exploding. But anyway, I digress. So... What makes a perfect, you know, society or a perfect world? I mean, in my eyes, a perfect world would be able to walk up to anybody and say hi without worrying that they're going to, like, turn around and punch you in the face because, oh, my God, why are you talking to me? Um, but I think the problem would be how do you get people to conform? And I think that's the dangerous sentiment right there is conform. Um, people are people. People talk differently. People act differently. People's body language is different. So somebody might be really friendly, but their body language is wrong, and they may come up off or come off as being aggressive to you. So, how do you come up with a formula where everybody can get along and still be who you are? I mean, do you want everybody to be drugged up? you know, like, drones, basically? I mean, what do you want? I mean, our expression is what makes us cool. That's what makes our country great, is the ability for us to be able to express ourselves in a way that's meaningful to us, ourselves, others. And I think that if you were to try and subdue that, I think that would create more strife, more problems. So what what is it we can work on? 
I mean, can you just take away money overnight and say, here you go? No. Because our system is always going to have some form of currency. I mean, imagine if you told everybody that tomorrow you don't have to buy anything. There's no debts. You own your house. You own your cars. Everything is yours. If you want something, all you got to do is go get it. What would that do? Because initially, people are going to just hoard everything that they've never been able to have before. You have people that always wanted a Lexus or a, a BMW or Mercedes run into the dealership to go get one. But what is the priority for people that make stuff? I mean, most companies exist because they want to make profit. But there are a lot of companies out there that want to make a profit, but they also want to make change. And the change would be in the ideas that they're producing. How to make things better. I mean, I think solar panels are a great example of something that was designed to do something different than, you know, running on gasoline or generated power. You know, it uses a different medium. It uses the sun to produce electricity. That's great. That stuff's expensive. I mean, the price is coming down a lot, but it's still expensive, and you're still going to pay a button to get any appreciable, you know, rewards from that. Batteries. Batteries change all the time. Every year, new batteries are coming out, and they can get more costly. So previous generations get cheaper, new generations get more expensive. So <clears throat> take the money out of the equation. What's the incentive to advance? I mean, I love coming up with new ideas. I think I would still continue to do that regardless. Um, but money is not the thing that motivates me. Um, doing things with my family, being able to afford to do things with my family, that's what motivates me. Um, it doesn't take a lot of money. I don't need to be stinking filthy rich. But at the same time, I, I hear people that have issues with you know that whole class distinction and i think that no matter how you roll the dice i think that we're always going to have some form of class distinction i know this pains me to say because i would love to see where everybody is 100 percent equal but how do you do that and have a world that's rewarding i mean it seems to me that in order for people to glean enjoyment out of their life, they have to have some form of some form of argument or some form of difference. There's got to be a difference. We're always fighting about how we are different. We are our own individual. So how do you change that? I mean, do you go out and say, okay, CEOs, you can't make more than a million dollars a year. What does that accomplish? I mean, really, what does it accomplish? Because that person has used that money to employ who knows how many people in the purchases that they've made. Now, granted, some people, I'm sure, hoard money, which means that it's not coming back into the system, but <sighs> I'm going back on another tangent again. A perfect world. A perfect world is where you can go out do things with your family and not worry about 
something happening. Um, I don't think that's ever going to be a thing because, I mean, you can't walk down the street without the risk of being hit by a car. You can't run the risk of, or go down the street without running the risk of uh, an asteroid hitting you in the head or meteorite or whatever. Sorry. I mean, there are so many different things out there. I think living in the moment, being able to take the happiest moment you've ever had and be able to live those feelings. I mean, that would be, that would be something. I mean, I know from a technological standpoint, I'd love to see it. So, you know, hey, we can go to space whenever we want. You know, we drive around flying cars. You know, we can teleport ourselves from one place to another. You know, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that I would love to see, you know, going into VR and experiencing different places that I've never been to before. You know, I mean... There's so much cool stuff that we could do. So much better we can do things. I'd love to be able to go visit, you know, the Mariner's Trench and go, like, stay in a hotel at the bottom of it for, like, you know, a week or something like that and see the stuff down there. You know, I mean, go to the center of the earth, you know, like the movie. <clears throat> There's just... What is the perfect world? Is it where everybody agrees on everything or is it where everybody is just able to coexist without worrying about violence i mean I, I it's so hard to just imagine that violence isn't always going to exist in some form or fashion i mean it's not like i want it but i mean how do you how do you get rid of it i mean and i think that's where my biggest thing is i think in summary for this episode is I think the perfect world would be where everybody's end goal is synchronous. I think right now there's so many different things going on and I don't honestly believe that people have an end goal in mind. They're existing in the moment. They're existing with emotion. They're existing with passion. They're existing with this. I mean, you can look at the data and so much contradictory data on so many different things. But at the end of it all, what is the end goal? I mean, I think that's what a lot of people need to ask. It's like, how many people have like the 10-year goal plan? Okay, well, hold on, let me go back up. How many people have a one-year? How many people have a two-year? Five-year, 10-year, 15, 20, 50? I'm going to bet that a majority of people that would even listen to me to begin with probably don't have a plan much outside of a year, if they even have that. I think a majority of people are living paycheck to paycheck, so planning for stuff is more of a pipe dream. Working the grind, doing that every day, doing the same thing, day in, day out. But... The people that do that are the ones that end up pioneering something new and something great. Because it's that monotony that they decide that they just can't stand anymore and they want to break out of it. But I think having an end goal in mind, what is your desire? What is, what, in mass, like, what do people want? 
Okay? I mean, I know that there's so many different labels you can throw at stuff. You know? And that's great. People need to have labels. They need to be able to apply them to things. I guess it's what allows us to define what a thing is. But then you start breaking it down into the little things. The nuances. And then you're like, what does this even mean? What am I actually doing right now? I mean, a lot of it... I mean, I look at injustice and I just see wow that's crap horrible I see violence and it's like wow that's crap it's horrible you know I see people dying and I'm like oh that's crap it's horrible but if you could get rid of that that's great but what's the end goal what are you fighting for ultimately it can't just be one thing I mean yeah you gotta start with one thing but and once you get the dominoes rolling, man, you got to make sure you keep those dominoes rolling. So what is it that you really want at the end of the day? Okay. I mean, I don't see everybody making the same wage. You know, I just, I really don't. I don't see people being able to have a living wage without working their total fingers to the bone. And it's not because... Of what's fair, what's not fair. It's because the way the system's designed right now. What are you going to do? Are you going to dictate what a person is going to charge for a product? Because at the end, the more you make, the higher the prices go. The higher the prices go, you end up in the same situation you're in now. You know, a lot of it's competition with the government so i mean what do you do to the government you make it smaller make it more re receptive to the people people have to care first people have to vote their conscience people have to agree on something when you have a whole bunch of people all voting on something different nothing happens but when you have a whole bunch of people with the same ideals and the same end goal things change but what is it that most people want? I find it hard to believe that most people want to be rich. I know that a majority, a lot of people that don't have money like to play that lottery because it gives them that sense that they could get themselves up. They could lift their bootstraps up. They could become one of the elite. They can have that money because money is going to solve everything. <sighs> so, anyway... I was trying to keep this pointed and try to go in a direction. But I'm realizing that when you're doing something like this real time, it's real difficult to not think about all the other components that are involved in what makes a perfect world. I mean, I don't think that the Star Trek universe is perfect. I really don't. There's conflict all over there. You know, supposedly they don't have money. Well, that's great, but how well is that working for them? They're constantly getting into fights with other races. Well, we are that, what is it, the microcosm of that on our own planet. How do you get people that are better yet? How do you get countries that feel themselves to be the moral superior to find common ground to coexist. 
I mean, there's, I don't think there's ever been a time that all countries were able to come together and agree on anything. So, what do you do? Because for them, it doesn't affect them. What's happening in our state or in our country doesn't affect them. So, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't feel like I answered what the perfect world is. I think I just kind of went on a rant or a long-winded explanation of why I can't come up with an idea for the perfect world. But I will tell you, if anybody actually does have an idea for what the perfect world is, we should talk about it. So you can leave questions, because we actually do have a presence on the... I know I hate to say the word Twitter, but we do. We have a Twitter. Um, and we also have a Facebook. Um, if you want to see us on Facebook, um, just look us up at a various media. Um, if you want to visit us on Twitter, you can go to a various M on the Twitters. And you can find us there. And you can leave a comment. And maybe start a dialogue. What do you want to discuss? Maybe I can read some questions that you guys submit and come up with some whatever wacky answer I can come up with. So, anyway, that's the end of this. I think we've hit a half hour. I think that's our longest episode yet. Not, I wouldn't call this full form yet. I think ultimately we might try to get up to an hour at some point, but I mean, honestly, could you listen to me for an hour? So, I'm going to end this um, hopefully you're not screaming at the uh, your speakers too much right now and uh, wishing me ill will. That's definitely not the intention here. But I look forward to talking to you guys next time. I'm Clyde. This is Various Media. And I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>